Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's a great city world, man. Oh, oh, sorry, Alan's back. There it's two o'clock at two. Four great city world, man. That's only at twelve. I still don't know why you it's say it. It's two o'clock at like, great city world, man. <laughs> the fact that you say it like that is so disrespectful. <laughs> it really is. We all know a dork. <laughs> know your role and shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Will you talk to the people, Alan? You know, uh, are you sure you don't? It, did it seem that easy? Was it that easy the last segment? Oh no, I never want to. No, no, it's so difficult. You don't want to do that, do you? No, not at all. Let's just say it. I like, I like being, I like being Scotty Pippen. Okay. Now that we know, go ahead, MJ. Right. Or Kevin Duckworth. Kevin Duckworth. Sorry, what you mean? Kevin Duckworth. Kevin Duckworth had game. He was good, but why? Why is it got to be Kevin Duckworth? Damn, that's there's, a fall off. Scotty Pippen and Kevin Duckworth. Like, there's a lot of other. No, names I'll call him you Kevin Duckworth. Exactly. Because, okay. Okay. Dick. Because I just had to be. I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Adrian Dattley. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. It is hour number three. It's Barton Hawk. What's that mean, Kevin Duckworth? It's the power hour, And it's the Giants hour, too. Is it? <laughs> I love the power hour, hour. Mozzarella. <laughs> it is time for the power hour, served up by Grand Marnier, made for those who live to step outside the box, who like to put a twist on the traditional and believe in a world that's not just good, but grand. And you know what time it is right now also? It is Monday, so it's time for the Chris Canny Report. Brought to you by Sansone Automall. Can or can he? Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Automall in Woodbridge. Chris, how do you feel about Bart mocking a segment that you have on a national television show? I didn't mock Chris. Can uh, he or can he? But uh, he, the way he said it was as if he was mocking it. Like uh, I was part of can he, can he, when we used to do me, him, and Anita Marks. Ow, ow. Al, it doesn't bother me as much as Bart Scott saying that he loved to be Scottie Pippen. And I'm just saying, like, do you really want to go for Scottie Pippen now? That's, What's going on with his <laughs> Yeah, that's my cousin. Ex, do you really do you really want to do you really want to be in that world? Mm. No Scottie Pippen or anything? No, it's okay. I'm listen, just saying, dog. listen, what's Michael Jordan's son name? What's, what's Scotty Pippen's? Uh, doesn't doesn't does, does, does really matter. Doesn't really matter. Everybody his name. No, no, no. No, he got two sons. He got two sons. Actually, have it. You know what his name is? Michael Jordan's son. Yes, exactly. That's how he's referred exactly, to. Exactly. You know. You, exactly. you know. You know. You know what exactly. Scott. You know what Scotty gonna do? Go back. Yeah. Go back. Go. You want to follow? You want to follow? You want to follow in those footsteps, Bart? No, no, Scotty. First, first of all, Chris, I don't know if you realize this, but Scotty Pippen is my cousin. Yeah, they're actually blood related. So what? What? What I'm saying is, Scotty gonna go bang out, gonna go bang Excuse all his me? ex-girlfriends. Wow. What? Um, phrasing. Wow. Yeah, we're Did gonna go there. Say that on air? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it stayed on air, but it. He said it. <laughs> okay. He get, okay. Scotty's gonna have relations with. <laughs> Is that better? Is that oh, more appropriate? Scotty's gonna have relations. Wow! With, how about that? So Scotty's gonna Kenny. have relations with his ex. His ex. You you get my ex, I get your ex. Before son. we get into uh, the the the, oh the Giants God. and the Packers tonight and some other stuff going on uh, in the NFL, just wanted to get your thoughts on how do we now? How do we even think about Zach Wilson's performance yesterday? And how's it like? Rex said, "See the." 
benching him might cost you a playoff spot now. You probably should have stuck with him. And yet, Bart's saying, don't fall in love with this stuff because no matter what he does the rest of the season, he's still going. What What is your take of what you saw from Zach Wilson yesterday against the Texans? Yeah, I'm more on the side of Bart than I am, Rex, man. We, we've seen enough. It's almost a three-year sample size with Zach Wilson, and everybody keeps talking about his potential, and they say, you know, if we can just harness that potential. Well, Parcells used to always say potential just means you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Zach Wilson, it's about the consistency. He's an inconsistent player. I mean, everybody and their mama knows it's a good idea to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson and get it to Brees Hall, and he did that yesterday against the Texans. Good for him. Gold star for Zach Wilson. The only problem is the expectations were about as low as they can get because everybody knows that the Jets aren't going into the playoffs and they know that Zach Wilson doesn't factor into the long-term plans with the organization. So it's relatively pressure-free. Every time this organization gets into a position where they think they can depend on Zach Wilson, he goes from being the Cinderella of the ball to a pumpkin, and it ends up being a massive, massive letdown. There's a reason why they decided to bench him a few weeks ago and give it to Tim Boyle or try Trevor Simeon. It's because everybody in that locker room, people in that organization says, you know what, let's just make a change for change's sake because Zach is that bad. He played himself into getting bitched. It's not as if somebody in the organization did him dirty. And I'm tired of these people caping for Zach Wilson as if somehow, some way, the Jets did him wrong. They didn't. The Jets paid Zach Wilson a $35 billion contract on a rookie deal. Okay? They took him with the second overall pick. It's not as if the Jets did anything wrong to Zach Wilson. It's just that Zach Wilson hasn't played well enough to justify any commitment from them long term. Now listen, Aaron Rodgers was brought in here to mentor a 2021 top 10 pick. That's what he signed up for. Not only to be a great quarterback, but also to mentor his replacement. Do you believe that Justin Fields should be that pick that he mentors? No, 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 no. I don't think the Jets are going to go down that road. I don't. You, I don't. I, I think the Jets. He's available. I, I think the Jets, no, I'm not saying that he's not going to be available. Uh, I just think that the Jets need to have eyes toward the draft. And I'm not saying that they're going to draft somebody in the first round, but this is a deep quarterback class. So maybe there's somebody in the second round, uh, somebody in the third round, somebody in those, those you know day two pick where the Jets can groom that person for whenever Aaron Rodgers steps away. I think that's the, organ- the direction that the organization goes in. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to have something to say about what they do with their first round pick this upcoming year. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but, I, but I think the Jets are probably looking to do something at the quarterback. It's just not going to look like the big swing that everybody thought was possible uh, if they had a top 10 pick. So because the backup quarterback is probably going to be the most sought-after position in free agency next year, whether it's going to be Gardner Minshew, whether it's going to be Teddy Two Gloves, if it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, would you would you argue or, or say that, you know, that's going to be like a 4 or $5 million um, a year thing that, you know, maybe going in the direction of, of trading for Justin Fields and letting him be the backup next year and see if he can figure it out. We know the skill set is there. We know he's going to be um, outside of maybe going to Atlanta or Tampa Bay. You know, he's probably going to be a backup next year like Trey Lance. Who do you have more faith in from that 21 draft to kind of re-salvage their career? Trey Lance, 
Zach Wilson, Matt Jones, or Justin Fields? Do I have another option there? Is there is there an E? Like I know you gave me A A A B C D. Is there an E? Can I say none of the above? Yeah, yeah. No, I just don't think that's. I just don't think that's the tree that just needs to be barking up, man. You, you got a championship caliber defense. I, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna hedge with eyes toward the future, you go ahead and you use the draft rather than getting any of those guys because those guys are gonna become more expensive. I, I just think that based on where the Jets are at right now. Go ahead and rock out with Aaron Rodgers because you're already pot committed to see what that situation could be with him fully healthy next year. I, I think you, you entertain the idea of using a day two pick or a quarterback, but you focus on you know your offseason plan geared around getting everything that Aaron Rodgers needs to support him going into his age 41 season and coming off of a major Achilles injury. I think that's the plan. We're spending a lot of time worrying about what's going on with the backup, and we got to, you know, focus more on what the hell they're going to do to take advantage of having Rodgers in okay. the building. Okay, well, we have to we have to worry about the backup because a 41 year old coming off Achilles thing isn't a guarantee that he's going to play the entire time. So let's play this game then. We're going to make you a general manager before this call is over. With. So if if, if you're talking uh, you about you try to you try so, to so 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 if that's the case, who's your target for a backup next year? Is it Jacoby Brissett, Gartner Minshew? Um, Teddy Two Gloves, uh, Marcus Mariota, or is it? A, a, well, I don't even want to say James Winston, uh, but you know, out of the people that's out there, <laughs> it, it, you know what I'm saying? Is it Mike? Well, Mike White's on a two year deal, so you can't get Mike White. Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> ooh, Mitchell Trubisky. That's what I'm saying, right? You understand that you got to spend some money for Joshua, Joshua Dobbs. Like out of that, somebody has to be here in case Aaron, Aaron Rodgers goes down. And you're going to have to target him. You're going to have to make a decision and pay early. Because if you're waiting to the end of, of, of free agency to get your backup, you're going to be competing with a lot of guys that realize how important backups are. If you look at the, at the AFC alone, we're, we're probably going to have matchups, whether it's Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky, or, 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 or whatever. We're going to have maybe two backups facing each other in the first round. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it feels like this is the year of the backup, right? Like, there are backups that are going to play prominent roles. I think coming into week 14, there were four teams that would be in the playoffs if they started um, this yeah, past year. Yeah, A.J. McCarron, man. Play, start, 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 starting backup quarterback. So, I, I, I hear you on that. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be a priority for the organization. But ultimately, what it's going to come down to is who is Rodgers comfortable sharing that quarterback room with. Like that, that's what it is. Yes. They, they've already made made their bed when they decided to trade for Rodgers. They they ceded control of the franchise to number eight. Like I know Woody Johnson is supposed to be the chairman of the Jets, but right now that organization in Florida Park is run by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's, 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 so it's Chris. Who, it's, so it's who. So it's who he's comfortable with right. in that room. That's who. That's that's what you can do in the way of options that backup quarterback. It's amazing. I love that you say that. Not enough people are saying that. Like we have to just start to acknowledge, like when everybody's like, "Who made that decision?" Well, we all know, like there's there's there is a collective going on here. It's what he didn't have in Green Bay, and I don't have a problem with it because it's what you sign up for when you bring him in. If you're going to convince him to come to a franchise like yours, those are the things that you have to give up, and those are the things you have to live with, and that's that's part of the reality with the Jets and decision making. And it's not something to 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 try to deny or you got to tell Aaron he can't do this. You ain't telling him anything. That's just reality. 
Talking with Chris Canny, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Um, a couple of things before we get to the Giants, and, and one of them is another one of your former teams, the Cowboys. And you know, Michael Parsons calling it a bit of a statement game that everybody was waiting for. Did you see that big win over the Eagles last night as a statement win? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, listen, I want to apologize to all the Cowboys fans out there because I was one My of the mother, doubters. Man. I said I'd have to see it before I believe it. I want to apologize to the Cowboys fans out there because I saw something in that team last night that I hadn't seen in the Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy era of Cowboys football. What's that? I, 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 saw a quarter, I saw a quarterback that played at an MVP level against a team that we know is going to be contending for a championship. Wow. Can I, I've never can, seen that before from Dak Prescott. Can, can, can the, I, the leaders the – leaders, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, because this whole um, Dak Prescott for MVP, I, I get it. But how can we just skip by – listen, how, I think this is the first year that a non-quarterback should win because I think Tyreek Hill getting 2,000 is way more important and, and, and on par. You talk about somebody that's dominated the entire year opposed to somebody that's uh, dominating, you know, of late. Uh, but how can Dak – Bart, you're not wrong about the Bart, you're not wrong about the Tyreek Hill thing, but that's a should versus will argument. You know what I'm saying? Tyreek Hill should get MVP for smashing the single season receiving yard record. He should. He's not going to. But we know it's a quarterback award. No, no so so basically we, we we know that. So when you talk about it, it goes to the best quarterback on the best team, and that's Brock Purdy. Is it just because Brock Purdy was brought in as a uh, uh, last chance you type of quarterback, and so because Dak Prescott has been more profile, higher profile, they won't give it to a guy like Brock Purdy? Because in the head to head, Brock Purdy destroyed Dak Prescott's team, and Dak Prescott played like crap. So why wouldn't Brock Purdy be the favorite, or should be the favorite, if we're going none, if we're going quarterbacks and not none quarterbacks? No, because we saw that three-game stretch when Brock Purdy didn't have all of his weapons or offense available to him, and we know what it looked like. Yeah, but we saw Dak scoring Pur- in the team. But we saw Dak. But we saw Dak struggle when he went against good football teams, as well. Like Dak, it's not like the games they lost. Dak Bart, played Bart, great. Bart, Dak, 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 threw for three hundred and seventy yards and multiple touchdowns and a loss to the Eagles. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The only game where Dak Prescott didn't really play well was the game that he had against the San Francisco 49ers. And at the time, well, that, that team, that defense, was as hot as anybody in all of football. I guess my whole point is this. Dak Prescott, since the bye week in week eight, has 22 touchdowns to only two interceptions and the highest QBR in all of football. But he was, I, I, don't know that there's any, I don't know that there's a quarterback that's playing a position better than Dak. But listen, watch, watch what happens – um, we said that about Tua Tungvaluwa, right? Early in the season, we we, we say okay. we we say that about Dak. Dak, outside of the last two weeks, have pretty much played homecoming games. So if we're going to talk about coming to the end of the season, watch what watch what Jalen Hurts throws for the last three games of his season, and they're going to have the same record because guess what? They their homecoming part of their schedule is coming up when they play the Giants twice, and I believe the Commanders, the Cardinals. I'm sorry. So like Dak well, Prescott well, put a lot I'm of not, numbers up. Go ahead, Bart. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you. I I I think Brock Purdy is playing really good really good football. Like there's a reason why they're one and two in the MVP race. I would just say that there's a lot less margin for error with Dak 
as opposed to what Brock Purdy is working with and the pieces that are yeah. around him. Yeah, Brock that, Purdy, Brock Purdy has the best. No, Allen said, Brock, yeah. Brock Purdy has the best offensive lineman in football. He's got an all-pro tight end. He's got an all-pro receiver. Brandon Ayuk is a Pro Bowl-level player. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. Like, like, like Dak doesn't have all of those weapons at his disposal. That Dak Prescott, from a productivity standpoint, is eye to eye with Purdy and any other quarterback See, that you want to include. I in can't that believe conference. we're even no, making the comparison. No, I, no, with I Purdy, think though. I think that's a mis I think that's a misconception because if you say out of that group. You'll say, who's the best receiver? This year, you can say CeeDee Lamb, Lamb is the best receiver. If you say, who's the best number two, Ayuk or Brandon Cook of late, you would say Brandon Cook because they're finally using Brandon Cook. The hey, offensive hey, line, both have good Brandon Cook has what, put a thousand. <laughs> I'm not giving you that one. Brandon Cook. I'm Brand, not giving you that. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Cook has put a thousand yards up with five different receivers, no, five no, different quarterbacks. No. All right. Well, well, this discussion can go for, go on for weeks uh, because we still have a lot more football Defenses to play. Are the same too. But but I don't want to. I, I I let's just continue with some more headlines around the NFL with Chris. And, and this other one is something that Bart and I were both at odds at. And I'm curious again, if Chris, your take, and that is of course on the uh, Patrick Mahomes is. Re- I don't even want to talk about the play because I think we all can agree that unless maybe Chris, you disagree that the flag should have been thrown on that play with Kadarius Tony being offsides on what ended up being the fateful play in this game where the Bills end up beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So let's just start with, do you do you say that it was the right call? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a flag. It was a foul. There's okay. no doubt about it. Darius Tony was offside. Okay, so there's that. Hey, Chris, do how you, many times have, have somebody came, the ref come to you and say, hey, big fella, you, you got to back up a little bit. You, you over the ball. Too many to count, Bart. Too oh, okay. many to count. And that's the and that's the interesting part about this play call, right? Because there have been twelve offside penalties called on offensive players, and the overwhelming majority of those situations were push push slash brotherly shove plays. So you don't really see it in a traditional offensive formation, which is what made it so odd. And for them not to warn Kadarius Tony, for them not to step in and tell him to get onside before the play and just throw the flag, I just it doesn't sit well with me. And I understand the frustration from Mahomes because the context for him is the no call at the end of the Packers Thank game you. that should have been DPI cost them a game. Now, and so in this situation, what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. If Thank a you. no call Thank worked you. against us a week before in a primetime spot, why can't a no call work for us in this situation? Thank I, you. I don't – I don't get it. I don't understand it. Thank now, you. I guess even though Kadarius Tony being outside wasn't material to the play, the ref couldn't have known that before the ball was snapped, which is why he threw the flag. But, Al, I got to say, in that situation, given how it all played out, wouldn't have been mad if the ref picked up the flag. Okay, Just yeah, well, picked up the flag. Okay, that, that's fine. Now, what, what Bart and I are at odds at is not necessarily on the play itself, but what I feel like from Mahomes was – I mean, he gave the referees grace the, the week before. Un- he could have complained about the pass interference. I just he said, feel like, that, he's like he's that's like, not I, that's not the one. No, but he gave them grace the week before. I understand that, but he gave them grace. It should have been a pass interference. He said, "Hey, he's consistent." He said, "Hey, he's, let the players play and win the game." 
And then this You're week, talking about a player that them? has had more fortune Man, than on, any other player in okay. the sport in the last I, I five years. More, I wouldn't go more. And now, and now we're going to now suddenly turn around as if the referees are against us and this is let us play and all that crap. Not he, from you, man. He's consistent. Not from you. Chris, would you agree that he was consistent? Because he could have got on the refs last week about that being an egregious man, he's call. He's in Josh he, Allen's he, ear when he, the game's over. He gave, he gave him grace because he know that was BS because we know as players that you don't never call that call. I've never had a, a, a receiver of mine get called that call without getting more. Multiple warnings say, hey, dog, you, you got to get When you on. have been it's on the receiving end of good calls throughout your career, Come on, you man. know you're going to take some L's. Stop Just it. take the Stop L. it. No, not two weeks in a row. Not when we not have two weeks in a row. Not, not when they have opportunity and it may cost us home field advantage. Chris, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Pat Mahomes was frustrated. Now, here's the deal. He took it out on the rest. That was the low-hanging flute. I think where he really wanted his anger to be directed or channeled was to Andy Reid for having KT in that situation, critical moment of the game, and that dude has done nothing but let this team down game after game after game this season. You know, you're talking about a receiving core that leads the league in drops. Well, Kadarius Tony was the one that got the party started in week one against the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Remember the tip ball mm-hmm. that should have been caught by him ends up being a pick six by Brian Branch? Like, that kind of set the tone for what that group would do for this season thus far. And so it's frustrating for a player like Pat Mahomes when you have your receivers play after play, series after series, game after game, continue to let you down. That's why I thought we saw Mahomes lash out on the sidelines after their last series where they came up short. And I think his frustration was then channeled toward the rest because he couldn't throw his teammate or his coach under the bus. Well, but that's the reality of it. He's mad in that moment, but what he's really mad about, he can't speak on it because all of a sudden now that might be a bad look in terms of a person that's in a leadership spot with the team. Well, well, well it should though because he, you know Patrick Mahomes got to understand that the reason why they got a Toyota Camry budget is because of his contract. So at the end of the day, it cost him Orlando Brown Jr. At the end of the day, it cost him Tyreek Hill. At the end of the day, it cost him Juju Smith-Schuster, who a guy he could rely on that could get those jack yards. That's the reason. That's the big part. Like but, you want- but, 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 here's the thing. I, I, I get the whole salary cap and how much that Mahomes is taking up all of that. I get that. But, bro, we're not asking Kadarius Tony to split the atom. We just I get it. Stay, oh, stay, hold on. We just ask you to stay on size and catch the ball. Those are two things that are fundamental. Like if you're in but the NFL as a receiver, you should be able to do those things. Not, I don't. I, I, I don't need a huge salary cap allocation to find a receiver that can do those two things. Yeah, I'm but, just thought, bro. But 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 you buy inconsistency in Valdez Scanley. Remember, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get along with Valdez Scanley. He wouldn't even throw him the damn ball. Right? And, and, and like, when has Kadarius Tony ever showed that he can do that? That's why the Giants got rid of his ass. And part of him always, he, he walks around like he eats pay, lead paint chips, right? He always going to do something stupid. That's what you get. But if you would have just signed uh, Juju Smith Schuster, you would have had that guy. But that's the problem. And listen, it's, it may cost him Chris Jones hold later. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bart, 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 Bart. 
So you're, you're arguing against Pat Mahomes being a high-paid player? Not, not at all. What I'm saying is that comes with the territory. Okay. Dak Prescott's going to find that out when he loses some guys once they have to pay him. Michael Parsons, the other guys. The Patrick Mahomes won that Super Bowl, proving that he doesn't need the best roster and the most complete roster to do it. He, they're trying to do it two times in a row, but Sky Moore didn't step up and do what he needs to do. They can't replace those players with money. Let's see if they cut everybody and see if they find a way to bring in Ridley or somebody else, somebody that's a proven guy because as Travis Kelsey continues to age a little bit and lose a step, they're going to have to try and replace it. They thought they can draft it, but Sky Moore hasn't been that. And it's a cautionary tale next year to uh, Josh Allen once his money kicks in to Joe Burrow, who's going to cost them Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So I'm speaking to the bigger picture of, you know, Cautionary tales, and when you pay the quarterback this much money, what happens? All right, that's a tangent that we can't go down right now because we're late here. But, Chris, I do want to get a thought from you on tonight's game. I know we have a doubleheader in Monday Night Football tonight. But we do have the Giants, your former team, and the Packers in a game that, as I'm looking at the standings, a win moves the Giants a game back. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, give give me, Chris, is there reason to believe here? Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> Doesn't sound convincing. Are you going to the game tonight, yeah, Big Fella? Will you be in attendance? No, I'm not going to the game. Man, he doesn't, not, he does not a show that starts at 6 a.m. No, but I actually, I actually thought about going out to the game tonight, but I decided against it. I was just like, I, there's no way I was yeah. going to do it. I thought about going out there tonight because it was going to be exciting. But I'll say this, man. This is going to be a really good game, and you're talking about one of the hottest teams in all of football in the Green Bay Packers. I, I mean, what, they've won four of the last five games, and Jordan Love has been playing out of his mind. Time I mean, the for last correction. Three weeks, the, la- the last three weeks, this dude has eight touchdown passes to no interceptions, so I think it'll be interesting to see his ability in that offense on display with the weapons that he's working with, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, and Romeo Dobbs. Well, Watson's up. Giants I think well, okay, so going up against all of those guys, it'd be interesting to see all of that. I know Watson has the hamstring. We'll see whether or not he can play. But yeah. I guess the whole point is seeing that offense and seeing Jordan Love in that, going up against that Giants defense that blitzes a lot. The Giants blitz 39% of the time. It's the second highest rate in all of football. Now, Jordan Love has the fifth highest QBR in the NFL against the blitz, eight touchdowns to no interceptions. So you see those two styles match up against each other. Can you know, Wink Martindale win the chess match against Jordan Love and Matt McClure. I think that's the game within the game that's going to decide the outcome. This is when Saquon makes his money. Pay the man his money. Chris, and thank you. Only one set of footprints in the sand. It was then that Saquon Barkley carried the Giants. Chris Canny, everybody. The Chris Cannon Report brought to you by Santone Auto Mall. <laughs> I appreciate you as always, CC. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? All right. Chris is. Call Sansone Automall. You're going to need extra leg space. At 1-800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott. Why? Because you're going to get that Bart cash, baby. $1,000. You would benefit from exclusive employee pricing. You pay what they pay. 800-993-776. Reason to believe in the Giants. Uh, when you look at the schedule, when you look at everybody ahead of them, when you look at their – tonight, a big night for the G-Men for this season. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Bart, let's take a look at tonight's game. So if you're just joining us, Dexter Lawrence expected to play tonight, which is a big addition to the defense. Uh, you mentioned the Packers have played well. They are six and six. They are right currently right now in the last playoff spot when it comes to the NFC. Let's kick them out, Giants. And if you look at it, I know we're getting crazy, but it doesn't matter. When you look at it right now, standings wise, if the Giants find a way to win this game tonight, and it's not like the Packers are this unbeatable, dominant. They got, I mean, they got a twenty third ranked offense in football. Okay, let's go. So. The Giants would be a game back because of how everything fell this week. You want to know the bad news? What's the bad news? They have the Eagles twice. Yeah, it's not, it's not good, <laughs> is it? Although you're, the, you might be getting the Eagles when you want, and the Eagles are not playing well. Fair? Meh. What do you mean, sure. meh? Sure. Like, look, I'm trying to find reasons, right? Give me sight. Beyond sight. Because in week 15. No, listen. Listen, at that point. You play the Saints next, by the way. But listen. Winnable. Yeah. If you're the Giants. Right? Yeah, at that now, point. Now, the team's above you. You've got the, the uh, look, the Falcons play the Panthers, so they, there's your bye week. So, for the Falcons, they'll go to, they can get to seven and seven. They need to win eight games at least. Seattle plays the Eagles. Seattle's a free falling. There's, and, and Drew Locks now suddenly. Yeah, like, they're, they're free falling. The Rams, who have a broken fingers all over. Um, no, no, not the Rams. I'm, I'm, I'm that's, sorry. That's, that's the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. I'm th- wrong. Stafford, though. They, they he, should, they should he ends be, up they getting be, broken, too. They should have beat the Ravens. Uh, but the Rams play Washington by week. Right? So, that's the, again, those are the teams you're looking at. But Minnesota's got quarterback issues, and they play the Bengals. Yeah, you can make it interesting. You can make it – the Giants can make it interesting. Just stay in it, right? You just want to – can you stay if in they, it? If they win four games because the last game against the Eagles could be for Yikes. nothing because the Cowboys could have lost to either the the Buffalo Bills. Remember, the Cowboys have the fourth party's uh, record um, schedule remaining. So when you get to the last game with Jalen Hurts being hurt, you could play their backup if they already won the division. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? What do they need to do tonight? Um, you said the Cowboys have – what? Hardest? Cowboys got the Buffalo Bills next. The Cowboys schedule the fourth according hardest, to fourth hardest. Fourth hardest? Yeah, remaining. Uh no. Yes, it is. No. Who they got? 
The fourth, they have the tenth hardest. Okay, I'm sorry. Their remaining op- opponents are Miami, loss, Detroit, loss, and the uh, Buffalo, Bills, loss. Yes, they can lose two or three. They can lose all three. They can win all three. In fact, the Giants have the sixth hardest remaining schedule because it's two Eagles, and then they consider Green Bay a tough opponent. Right. So I'm sorry, that, that line must have just moved based on this week because before the Cowboys, just think they got Miami, mm-hmm. they got Buffalo. Yeah, Minnesota. By the way, second hardest. And your uh, Baltimore Ravens, the toughest remaining schedule. The four games they have left they built for that. are the Niners, the Dolphins, uh, the Jaguars, and the Steelers. They'll win three out of out of four. You think they'll get three of those? Yeah, three. Let me tell you something. They don't. They don't. My, listen. All right. The 49ers, First of all, you know who has the easiest first, remaining schedule? The Eagles. Yeah, but because they play the Giants. It sets up for the Eagles. They have the Giants twice, Seahawks, and the uh, Cardinals. Let me, let me tell you something philosophy-wise. All right. And it can go all the way back to when Jim Harbaugh was the coach of mm-hmm. the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The 49ers base their uh, their image on being tough guys. Yes. If you look at a Raven, it's this pure symbol of what toughness looks like. A Raven? You ain't pucking a Baltimore Raven. So, when the 49ers go against the Ravens, they can't punk people. And when you can't punk people, they can't, they, they, they can't intimidate people. And they base their stuff off of intimidation. You're not going to intimidate the Baltimore Ravens. Like, as, as a organization, they're about to smoke. That's Christmas night, man. That game? That's about to smoke. And, it, by the way, it's, it is in San Francisco. That's fine. Yeah. The Ravens take their show on the road. Lamar Action Jackson, we get to see what that's all about. You get to see what a real MVP look like. Ooh, ready to see what a real man look like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just so, 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 so tell me so, 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 so tell me this, right? Hercules, Hercules, tell me this. The Baltimore Ravens are But let's not get off the topic of the Giants. We, oh, yeah. we, we we're on the Giants here. Okay, yeah, let's go. What what the Green Bay has been good. Jordan Love is starting to show signs of life. Their defense is good. You you've said this, it's time for correction. What do you need to see tonight that would signify correction? And what have you seen from the Giants lately? Two guys defensively that would tell you that two guys. If 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 their offense is just capable, they can win this game. Two guys. Go ahead. Well, three guys. All right. Sexy Dexy mm-hmm. and Thibodeau. Thibodeau has continued. This is one of those games where Thibodeau can quiet all of the doubters. Packers, by the way, are a six point favorite. Today. Yeah. Yeah. They should games be. at MetLife. That's that's because of the teams that they've beaten. Mm-hmm. But this is time for a reality check, right? It's time for auto correction. Are the Green Bay Packers as bad as they started the season? No. No. Are they as good as they played the last couple of weeks? No. Right. I think we have a lot more questions about um, the Kansas City Chiefs and them trying to figure out how to win games. So that's we look at that as a as a solid win. We don't look at that as a win like we thought that they've arrived. So now what I'm saying is it's time for a correction. Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence correct this game for them. Because if they can make them one-dimensional and sexy decks to continue to get interior pressure on a guy like Jordan Love, mm-hmm. fold like a bad accordion. You know what I'm saying? Thibodeau has to be able to – remember how uh, Dexter Lawrence destroyed the Jets' offensive line and, it, and Zach Wilson couldn't step Killed up? Killed the run. And then what did that do? That gave Thibodeau three sacks. Yes. Because he couldn't step up and step out. He had to retreat out the back door. And who was at the back door playing peekaboo? Creep ball. Yeah, that was Thibodeau. Right? So this is one of those games where they have an opportunity. And I think it's – listen – it's a Monday night game. It's on the road. It's in the Meadowlands. The Giants know how to play on that on that surface. Let's see if Green Bay can. I think I think I think I'm picking the Giants in this one. Picking the Giants. I'm picking Mozzarella. You're taking the points. 
I think you're picking Sa- the Giants. You're I believing in the Giants. Saquon, Saquon about to put so much pressure on the damn Giants to have to pay this man. They might have to sign him after the game. <laughs> like, you know what? Damn. That, you got us. It's that good. You got us. He's going to be sitting there in the press box. Damn. Got to sign him. It's like, damn. All right. Give the boy his money. 800-919-3776. There's that game. And then the other game is the Dolphins and the Titans. And the Dolphins pretty much just... It's okay. I mean, that, that 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 could the Dolphins win this game, which they are favored by almost two touchdowns. Yeah, but understand they would be with the Ravens with the mm-hmm. best record in the AFC. Listen to this though. No team mm-hmm. in recent years can ugly up a game like the Tennessee Titans. Okay, K- King Henry can make your team have. 35 minutes of time just by falling forward three yards every play. Yeah, but that hasn't really been the case this year for them. Until you play a, a finesse defense. This is a finesse defense. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not get it twisted. This game is also in Miami. I don't care. Let's not get that twisted. King Harry is built for this. They, all right. You believe this in that too. Listen, all right. Tennessee got one job. Beat the living hell out of Miami's and you just, them up for the Jets next Yeah, week. that's what I was going to say. You have one thing that you want to see is them limping out of this game Pain. on a shorter week and playing in Miami against the Jets and seeing your Jets stay alive. All right, 800 now. Aaron Rodgers going to come back after that. Seven, we beat seven, Miami, six. Aaron Rodgers coming There's back. There's actually some news on the Aaron Rodgers front that we haven't touched on yet that we need to bring up. We have a lot to get to. We'll finish up with some calls before we hand it off to the K-Show. Injury news with the Knicks, by the way, everybody. It is not good. Mm. So we'll fill you on everything. But first part, fill us in on BetMGM. BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Las Vegas, you can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Bet MGM. Oh, visit BetMGM for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued if non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Barton Han leading into the like K Show. So, busy night tonight of watching because you got, again, the Giants and the Packers, Monday Night Football, part of a doubleheader. You'll also get the Titans and the Dolphins as well. Uh, and on the basketball side of things, you get little Knicks Raptors as we get now back into the regular season after the in season tournament. Uh, Knicks Raptors tonight on MSG. No Mitchell Robinson, everybody. He's out. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, he had hurt himself in the in the Boston game, but it wasn't believed to be serious. Ends up, he needs surgery on his ankle. He'll be reevaluated, the team said, in eight to ten weeks. That's that. You know who else is on the injured re- injury report all of a sudden today? Emmanuel Quickly. Sore uh, a knee inflammation, I think it says, on the injury report. Caught my attention as well. That I didn't expect. So, keep an eye on some injuries now creeping up for this Knicks team as they get on. This is a big stretch coming up. You got the last home game for a while. Then they've got this road trip coming up with some tough games in it. Then you got two games against the Bucks, 23rd and Christmas Day against the Milwaukee Bucks. If we haven't seen them enough. 
So there's all that going on. And at the Garden tonight, by the way, is the Garden of Dreams Foundation night. It's a big deal, and all of our partners at uh, MSG Networks are hosting the sweepstakes tonight throughout the coverage of Knicks-Raptors beginning at 7 o'clock. A $100 donation to the Garden of Dreams Foundation gets you a ticket to win signed player items. It's just 100 bucks. You can get all these different items, tickets, and other experiences. You can go to msgnetworks.com for more information, or you can just tune into the game tonight. I'll be on the broadcast with Wally, Bill, and everybody else. Um, but th- the whole thing with the Garden of Dreams Foundation, everybody has to understand, this is helps out <laughs> New York area children facing major obstacles. The work that we do with these kids is phenomenal, and it's only done through the kindness of your heart. Again, a $100 donation. The Garden of Dreams Foundation gets you a ticket. You can win different items, including player-signed items. You win tickets and other great experiences. It's certainly a great way to give back during the holiday season. What were you giggling about, Bart Scott? Ray Deasy hit me with some uh, funny news. Oh, we have news? No, it was about you and your read. Oh. Oh, he didn't share that with you. It wasn't an open mic. It was not. It was just for us. (laughs) Glad you could giggle. Uh, You want some news, though? (laughs) TMZ has this. Aaron Rodgers, they say sources tell us, is expected to be cleared medically for game action. Oh. Before the Christmas Eve game against the Commanders. So now at MetLife Stadium, which everybody was looking at as the potential Rodgers return game. So then it's up to the coaches and, of course, the team to decide whether he can play, which we heard Robert Sal already say if he's cleared and he wants to play, he won't play. So where is AA Ron right now? mm. So now we have real pressure on Zach Wilson (laughs) to deliver us Moses. I mean, he they should, are technically he, still alive. He he should he should let still he should, he should let Rogers hair hair he should grow us. Remember that movie? I forgot where he said that God was talking to him, and it was like something where he had he was building an ark. It wasn't you know it was not a couple years ago. Wasn't it Evan? Oh, not a uh, uh, Bruce yeah, Almighty. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. We should let Aaron Rodgers just start growing his hair out like Bruce Almighty because he knows that he's going to come back for against the Commanders. Was Morgan Freeman God in that movie too? Like yes. he's God in every movie. He's God. Yeah, he was. He was God. <laughs> So I'm telling you, like he should start growing his hair out like like what did you say Bruce Almighty? Yes, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, he should come back like Bruce Steve, Almighty. Steve Carell was the Evan Almighty. But, uh, yeah, Bruce he was, Almighty he was, was um, Jim Carrey. Jim yeah, Carrey. No, Evan right. no Evan because he remember he kept every time he changed his clothes, it put back like the old old garments of them and his beard every time he shaved his beard, and then he tried to <laughs> well, I anyways, Aaron Rodgers kind of looks like expected him too, to be low. cleared for the Christmas Eve game. And that's it for the power hour served up by Grand Marnier. Visit GrandMarnier.com. To learn how to take your cocktails from ordinary to extraordinary, live grand, drink with style, always drink responsibly. K-Show next. Bart, see you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.